Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah! Yeah! All right! Yeah! Happy being alive day, everybody. It's a good Monday to you. Thanks so much for joining us. The DA Show emanating live from the CBS Sports Radio studios coming up this hour on the show. Sound check your best audio of the day. In 40 minutes, Bama getting stomped on by the Longhorns on Saturday night. What did that teach us? So glad you're with us here aboard the Mothership. And a somber reminder today on 9-11 of those that we lost more than two decades ago now. Pretty incredible to think how much time has passed, but certainly none of us will ever forget. And the memorial in downtown New York City is uh, still a very powerful, powerful thing to see and observe and to pay your respects to if you're ever here in New York. Uh, It hangs with us every single day. The losses from that date a number of decades ago there's reminders all over the place, FDNY, first responders, um, statues, memorials, you know, ribbons. You just you can't escape it. Pictures of the Twin Towers and it just brings all that stuff back. So last night was, uh, was a nice way to remember it for during the Giants and Cowboys game beforehand. Tonight uh, on 9-11, we'll have another New York game as the Jets will host the Bills tonight, Uh, but a good day and a good time to remember those that we lost and everything that we lost um, on 9-11. So yesterday in Cleveland, you know, this is a good rivalry. It's two teams that have been in the playoffs the last couple of years. It's a Browns team trying to rebound and get back to where they thought they were building to but a Bengals team that is ready to win a Super Bowl. Now, whether they can do so or not, we'll have to see, but they are built to do that. And yesterday, what an impressive effort by the Browns, completely dismantling anything that the Bengals were able to do, specifically on offense. Here's how it sounded from the dog pound yesterday. Watson turns, rolls out to the right, looks open, touchdown, Harrison Bryant! Wide open, the tight end on the right side, and with 9-11 left to go in the ball game, it's beginning to feel like a Browns win today, 22-3. That happens in week one. Obviously, those things happen when your quarterback doesn't perform in training camp. And, you know, that was obviously something that I would have liked to have done, but uh, there's no excuses. It's uh, obviously not, not very good today. 
Uh, so we got to be better. It definitely sets the tone for this year. But we have a lot to approve. we got to celebrate, enjoy this for the rest of the night. Um, and once tomorrow hit, once we wake up and get into that facility and watch the tape, once that tape is done, flush it and move on to Pittsburgh. That was Browns Radio on the call, Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson. My biggest takeaway from yesterday, Browns-Bengals, is that that right there, how the Browns won, the recipe for victory by Cleveland needs to be replicated each and every week by the Browns. That's going to be the way that they win. Deshaun Watson makes a lot of money. It has been the bane of the existence of every general manager and owner around the NFL since the contract was signed. All of that guaranteed money, all of those years, for a guy that was that rusty, that had that baggage, that was that much of an unknown, ruined, in their minds, the entire scale of quarterback contracts. And when Lamar Jackson said, I'm more accomplished than Deshaun Watson, he wasn't lying. So when he said, I want a contract that looks like his, it's understandable. But ownership, Steve Bashotti in Baltimore and the rest of the owners around the NFL said, no, that's a one-off. That's not where the bar is at. And so that carries with Deshaun Watson. The contract, the contract of Deshaun Watson is in many ways as tied into his performance and how we look at him as his actual game day stats. And when you look at his stats yesterday, you're like, eh, 16 of 29 for 154 yards, touchdown, interception, took three sacks. Well, you ain't spending $250 million guaranteed for that. And yet, the way the Browns won yesterday is how they can win this division or how they can make the playoffs, or how they can be a contender in the AFC. Because what they did was they harassed Joe Burrow in the backfield all day long. It was the pass rush and the defense of the Browns that was really the star of the show. Cleveland just never gave the Bengals any life. They just consistently were knocking down Joe Burrow in his face, deflecting passes, making him largely uncomfortable. Now, is this because Burrow has the Achilles strain or that he missed all that time in the preseason? He's knocking off the rust. Maybe that's part of it, but I don't think we should shortchange how good that Browns defense is and specifically the Browns pass rush. They have signed guys. They have drafted guys to play alongside Miles Garrett, and you saw it yesterday. Darius Smith and others were just consistently getting that push up the middle, and it was a sea of hands and bodies around Joe Burrow. It starts there by harassing the opposing quarterback. They've got good corners as well. They can play good defense, and that's how last year, without Deshaun Watson for the first two-thirds of the season, they remained somewhat in the race, is that they just had to play great defense every single week. That's the start. The second part is you've got Nick Chubb, who's one of the best running backs in football, and yesterday, Nick Chubb, 106 yards on 18 carries, 
That averages nearly six yards a clip. Okay? If you're going to get six yards a clip out of Nick Chubb, you're going to win a lot of football games. They ran for more than 200 yards yesterday. 206. Elijah Moore had a couple of carries. Jerome Ford had 15 carries. Deshaun Watson added 45 yards and a touchdown. There's Deshaun's value with his legs as well. All right? And so you're splitting the carries, Chubb and Ford. Watson is making some big plays with his legs. You're playing good defense. There it is. That's it. You don't need Deshaun Watson thrown for 250. You don't want him dropping back to pass 45 times. Even though the contract suggests you got to have more out of Deshaun Watson. He's got to be an MVP candidate. No, that's not the Browns' recipe for success. This is. This is how Kevin Stefanski is going to keep his job. This is how the Browns are going to make a playoff run. This is how the Browns can keep their head above water in a tremendously competitive division. That right there, the Browns' way of winning yesterday was perfect for the Browns. Also, you know, the Bengals, they're really good. And I I picked them to win the Super Bowl. And what happened yesterday does not change how I feel about their potential. They still have, to me, Super Bowl potential no matter what I saw yesterday. But I will say, That offensive line was built back last year, remember, after the Super Bowl loss and how the Rams just completely perplexed the the offensive line of the the Bengals. And too often it felt like Burrow was playing against too many people in his face. That Bengals offensive line has to be better. Yesterday they just got cooked. So if they're going to win the Super Bowl, that's where it's going to start for the Bengals. And... I'm also not going to punt on them because last year, remember, they also started 0-2. They lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Cowboys. They were 0-2, and they finished the season 12-4. The Bengals have been slow starters previously. The year before that, when they went to the Super Bowl, they lost to the awful Bears in Week 2, remember, and it was a team that was 7-6. and six. And then they rattled off that great December and then made the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl. So this is a team that has had some bad losses or slow starts. I'm not going to go crazy about what I saw yesterday in terms of throwing them off of the, the, the side of the boat. I thought mostly yesterday was about the Browns and how the Browns came to play. We got to get a wellness check on Moraz. We have to. We got to reach out to this guy. We got to see where he's at because I mean if I if I even told you. Now Boyle, you're not on this text thread with the rest of us. It's me, Bogues, Cap, Bilotti, and Moraz still. We we text, okay? And this of course dates back to when he was on the show. But last night which is great. As the Giants are starting to get rolled, all of us had the same vibe. Let's troll Merez a little bit on the texts. And Bogues texts, could Dable and Shane actually get fired? Dot, 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 question mark. (laughs) Which dates back to the bet that we had before last season 
if Dable and Shane were both fired, both, for football reasons within two years, Mraz had to resign his position on the show. And we have it in writing. There's a contract in my locker as we speak. And last, that was so gross. And I said, you know, I was just thinking about this earlier in the week. I said, imagine they crashed and burned to 3-14 and 14 this year. Daniel Jones regressed, and Dable and Shane started fighting with the media. Is it possible, after all the good vibes, they could get the zig? If they lose 40 to nothing on national TV against the Cowboys in their own house, it's a good start. Yeah, I mean... After the year they had last year, coach of the year, made the playoffs, won a playoff game on the road, I would say the only way they get fired this year is you would have to lose minimum. Minimum, you'd have to lose 12 games. Probably you'd have to lose 13 or 14. And within a year after building so much equity and revenue with the fan base and with the team, they would have to, he would have to lose the locker room. Every one of their draft picks, Joe Shane's draft picks from this year, would have to go horribly wrong, guys getting in trouble, guys not performing. It would have to be a total... They would have to be one of the biggest bleep shows of the season in order for them to get fired. So I do think, even with a 40 nothing loss at home in week one, I would say the chances of them getting fired are about 1%. Yeah. Everything would have to unravel, and they would have to actually be fighting with the media, fighting with fans. It would have to get really, really ugly to ignore what happened last year. But mostly we're doing this to troll Mraz in the middle of a 40 to nothing blowout. Cap then sends a screenshot of something that Mraz sent us on Thursday night. He said, not going to lie, no 4 a.m. wake up after a primetime game is a nice feel to it right now. Not going to lie. So now he's tweaking us because he works afternoons now. So Cap screenshotted this and put it in the chat, okay? Like, okay, big boy, you got your late wake-up. Now you have to watch the Giants get rolled by the Cowboys 40 to nothing. And Cap says, at least you can sleep in tomorrow. Then Mraz says, at 9.35 last night, I think they were down 26 nothing at the moment. They are going to win this game. Tomorrow morning is Cowboys collapse talk. And all I responded is, why would you say that? And this is the life of Mraz. He can twist his brain into that pretzel to believe that as awful as the Giants look, as over as the game was in the first half, that this is the Giants comeback and we're talking Cowboys collapse in the morning. And it ends up 40 to nothing. It is actually remarkable. <laughs> the delusions of grandeur on Mraz's behalf. After watching that first half and seeing literally everything go wrong. No, there's nothing that could have given you hope in the first half. Block field goal for a touchdown. Barkley gets hit, popped up in the air, pick six for a touchdown. Offensive penalties. Daniel Jones is getting destroyed. He had literally like a second and a half before... He had Micah Parsons and Armstrong or a Diggy Zua, whatever that guy's name is. Any one of the Cowboys front four, you know, basically on his back. And Mraz actually thought that all those mistakes could have been turned around. And he said they are going to win this game. Not they have a chance. Not I could see a comeback. Quote, they are going to win this game. That's blind optimism, 
you know, fan talk, like being a fan of the team. And this is why he cried after they beat the Titans in week one last year, because this is the emotional roller coaster. My eyes! This is the type of person we're talking about. So we're going to have to get a wellness check on him at some point this morning. But 26 nothing. quote, they are going to win this game. 26 nothing. They are going to win this game. 26 nothing. They are going to win this game. You need to eat like this. You need to eat like this. When we come back here on the show, we've got Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. Our guy, Ross Tucker, loves himself some Taysom Hill, so much so that it went viral yesterday. Plus, we have a CBS Sports Radio update from the weekend for the ages. It's coming up next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back. And the DA Show is available on your phone. Stream us using the free CBS Sports app or the free Odyssey app. Stream the NFL on Westwood One as well for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. Or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Soundcheck begins with Jamar Chase. Everywhere I've seen this audio, it's a little hard to pick up, so I'm not sure about the quality of this one, but if you're wondering what Jamar Chase is calling the Browns, he's calling them elves. Yes, Elves like Brownie the Elf. Here's Jamar Chase. I called the ass elves, and we just lost to some elves. So I'm pissed on my part. I'm not. I'm pissed on Alan Adding. <laughs> I'm. I'm upset. 
because I called them elves and we lost to a bunch of elves, he said. <laughs> now, personally, I love the Brandy the Elf logo. I love it at midfield. I don't think they need that new bulldog type of logo. I think the elf is awesome because the elf is from like the 40s or 50s. And I love the retro vibe of it. And I think who knows what a brownie is anyway or a brown. Well, of course, it's about Paul Brown. But so let's just make them the elves. I like this. But it's not exactly intimidating. And so Jamar Chase, you know, that's good trash talk. But when you get your ass beat by a bunch of elves, you got to really take it. Did this news come out, the elf at midfield, while you were not around this summer? Because I feel like there was a lot of blowback to this. That There's a lot of negativity to this reveal. And I, I'm with you. I think it's a great logo. I almost bought a hat one time that had the it's elf awesome. on a brown you hat. You almost bought the brownie the elf hat? Years ago. Years ago, yeah. It's I'm a, really it's, awesome. Yeah, I think it's great. It's and, kind of like the Colts. When the Colts have that bucking Colt with yes. the helmet that's popping up, that's yeah. from the 50s, the Johnny Unitas years. Mm-hmm. That logo is badass. That is badass. It is. <laughs> you guys might be. I don't. I'm. I guess I'm indifferent to it. As a former Browns fan, now a fan free agent, um, you guys seem to be in the very, very small minority yeah. of people that like the Brownie the Elf logo. I think it's amazing. He's carrying a football, an elf that's like running through the the A gap. Why are you now leaving the Browns right before they're about to get good again? Um, yeah, no, I think working here and working also on the local side in New York, having to follow the Giants and the Jets so closely over the last four years, it kind of detracted my Browns fandom. Sad. And then Big sad. Yeah, I, I decided to plant my, my flag in the ground uh, when they did the whole Deshaun Watson signing. I thought that was it for me. Oh, well, that's I stood on my pulpit and I shouted to the masses, me and Jim Tomey. So now you're an NFL free agent. Correct. Are you? Do you have a lean? Uh, no leans yet. Actually, well, I do have a couple leans. Okay, we'll that, that changed quickly. Yeah, we'll see how the story. We'll see how it develops this season. Would you like to let us in on what leans you have? Um, I would say both New York teams are in the running. Can't. Nope. Boo. Already wrong. Giants and the Jets. Boo. Nope. And I would say there's an embargo on a certain city around here. There's also that. that we always talk about, but there is an embargo, so it's gonna I, make tough life tough for you. I know. I would. I understand. It would be tough to lift the embargo if I decided to pick one of those two teams as my new favorite football team. But if you want to break Giants-Jet tie, you can listen to my friend's new episode on the New York Accent podcast with my other friend, John Feinstein, as the guest talking about being a Jets fan. So maybe listening to John... Yeah will either push you towards green or towards blue. Either way, that could help you get over this hurdle. Do not adopt the Jets. That is, you're just looking for pain. Right. You're looking for torture. So what's your other lean? The other lean would be, actually, I don't, yeah, that's that's kind of it right now. If there's a beautiful single lady out there that would like to court Mr. Pat Boyle, to root for your team, and then you guys will have this bond, and you guys can DM back and forth about the games. He can become a fan. You can teach Boyle about, you know, your team's traditions, colors, history. This is this is an opportunity for you to connect with Boyle. Yeah, I don't know how much help I would need with the colors. <laughs> <laughs> But the tradition, surely. <laughs> like, I don't know. What, is, what, do, what do Jacksonville Jaguars fans do other than shout, Duval? 
Who knows? But, you know, you need... Yeah, let's find out together. Yeah. Jaguars would be a lean. Oh, okay. That's a good lean. I like that lean. You like that lean? Yeah, because... You're getting in on something early before they can then build into something great. So you're there for the ride. It would be stupid to to lean into something where they're already good. Like you can't be an Eagles fan. They're already you can't be a Chiefs fan. That's the better one. Can't just suddenly be okay. Now I'm a Chiefs fan. You got to find something that you're on the build. Yeah, I'm sir. I think I'm the furthest thing from a bandwagon fan. Uh, considering my other favorite teams have all historically been awful my entire life. Um, and I would say the the fourth and final lean would be probably be Vikings. Although that that's Feels doesn't like again, appear headed down a good path. No, your timing's really poor on that one. I mean, what's going on, Boyle? <laughs> These are terrible choices. You got three out of four really bad leans. Well, I can't pick anybody in the AFC North because that's my. I just feel like that doesn't. Even though I'm not a Browns fan anymore, that wouldn't add up well. Yeah. And I can't pick anybody that's in the Jets or Giants divisions. Why? Because I mean, I like the Jets and the Giants, considering I've had you know had to follow them. We'll figure this out a different day. Sean Payton <laughs> leads off his season with an onside kick for the Broncos, and it worked. Except the illegal touching. It was something we discussed. If we won the toss, we were going to defer. Then obviously we wanted it kicked over on our sideline. So. Um, you know, it was just one of those things that we felt, percentage-wise, we felt pretty good about the the odds. Boy, talk about needing to, like, karmically cleanse the entire organization from all the crap that they put out there last year. It's so bad, so toxic. Everyone wants to forget about what happened last year and the last couple of years so much that he's leading off the seas with an onside kick. Sean, you do realize that doesn't work every time, right? <laughs> I know the Super Bowl is a great moment, but like, eh, necessary to start the season with one? Here is our friend Ross Tucker, who has been promoted to doing CBS NFL games on the sideline. Now, Ross has done a lot of other great stuff in his career, He's done stuff for CBS Sports Radio. He's done stuff for Eagles preseason, Westwood One. But now NFL television, CBS, he's on the sideline. First game, and he's got the Saints game, okay? So Taysom Hill comes out and does something, probably like a three-yard gain. And Ross Tucker just can't stop talking about how much he loves Taysom Hill. Hill keeps it himself, the powerful runner, Taysom Hill, out of BYU in his seventh year now with New Orleans. I'm not kidding when I think, and when I tell you, I think he's one of the best football players ever in Taysom Hill. Wow. Now, I know he's not a Hall of Famer on any of that. This guy can play quarterback, running back, tight end. He makes tackles on special teams. This guy's like Jim Thorpe. I mean, can you name any other guy that's ever done all the things that Taysom Hill did? He's like the perfect football player. As you might imagine, that clip went viral yesterday (laughs) as our very good friend, Ross Tucker, connected Taysom Hill to Jim Thorpe, called him one of the greatest players ever. There's a few people that had some quibbles with that. So let's just not shortchange Ross. I think he's actually in the booth. I don't think he's silent. I think it's him and Jason McCourty and Jason Lewis, and they're all in the booth together for Ross to say those nonsensical things. Gotcha. I must have passed out after the (laughs) 
he's one of the greatest players ever. Because I heard that part, but I don't remember the Jim Thorpe, yeah, uh, you know, tack on at the end, yeah. the extra point, so to speak. Yeah. Maybe you needed a dash of shut up. Maybe Scott Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I'm a guy that at one point was telling you that Justin Tucker did his job, a kicker did his job better than anybody else did in the NFL. So, like, there's room to say ludicrous things here. And I I get where Ross is going, that Taysom does all of these things. But I feel like a lot of guys could do all those things if they were allowed to do them. Yes, that's the thing. Is Taysom Hill a versatile football player? Yes. But he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. No, we've learned that. So, he's not good enough to be one of the 32 current NFL quarterbacks. Is he a good running back? Yeah, but he's not good enough to be your starting go-to running back. That would be Alvin Kamara. So he's not as good as Alvin Kamara. Or Jamal Williams or the guy they drafted in the (laughs) spring. Can he play wide receiver? Yes. Is he better than Michael Thomas? He is not. We know this. Mm -hmm. Or else he would be a full-time wide receiver. Does he play special teams? Yes. Can he make tackles? Yeah. But that does not make you one of the greatest football players ever. Is he a versatile football player? Yes. Jim Thorpe was a U.S. Olympian gold (laughs) medalist and arguably the greatest football player of all time of that era. Now, of course, football was young, but like an Olympian in like track and field, gold medalist, greatest in the world, and then was the greatest football player ever as well. Taysom Hill is definitely not a gold medalist in anything. So is he versatile? He is. Is he one of the greatest football players ever and modern-day Jim Thorpe? I mean, Ross, God bless you. But, I mean, are we just selling my front-page story to Taysom Hill's mom at this point in time? <laughs> I was I was dying when I read your tweet. <laughs> Come out of the gates hot, man. Full I, I will, sprint. I will say this. Ross knows what he's doing. Right, he knows that he's got, he's got to get a reaction somehow. He's got to squeeze in moments like that. And also, think about how many plays, how many pages, scriptures of playbook that Taysom Hill needs to memorize in order to effectively play all those positions. Now, granted, when he's quarterback, it's probably one of three. It's either you know quarterback power right up the middle, or run it to the sides, or maybe he throws it once or twice every six weeks. But it is a lot of stuff to know, and the fact that they can use him in all these roles pretty effectively. I mean, is he is he yeah. is he causing any turnovers? No, but what Bogue said is absolutely right. If you told Tyree Kill we're going to play you at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and you can be our gunner on special teams, he would do all of those things probably pretty well. It's just nobody wants their best player on the field to do those things. Taysom Hill's not your best player at anything. So just let him do a little bit of everything. Right. It's a, it's like almost a backdoor compliment. If he was better, a little better at one of those things, absolutely. he would do that exclusively. Yes, correct. That's absolutely right. Also, I mean, I know Jim Thorpe is really old, <laughs> but he was a gold medalist in the decathlon and the pentathlon. Best in the world right. in a 10-event competition. Not football. He didn't win a... Football gold medal. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He he was on the 50th all-time anniversary of the NFL. So one of the 50th, out of the first 50 years of the NFL, one of the greatest players of the first 50 years, and played Major League Baseball. Oh, okay. He played Major League. So 
The greatest decathlete in the world, a pro football Hall of Famer, played baseball professionally. I mean, Taysom Hill? Oh, come on! It's not even... That's... And I love Ross. But you can't invoke Jim freaking <laughs> Thorpe! Jim Thorpe! But I will agree... Jim Thorpe is one of the five greatest athletes maybe the world's ever seen. Right. We're talking about Taysom Hill... Who's barely an H-back. There's nobody, nobody in the NFL that compares to Jim Thorpe, let alone Taysom Hill of That's the right. New Orleans Saints. That's right. But I do agree with Boyle. Ross is an evil genius. That's right. And Ross is always thinking of things that didn't come out of nowhere. That thought crossed yeah. his mind like on Wednesday of last week, and he was wondering if and when can I get it in there? And he got it in yesterday, and here we are now. Knowing that it was going to cause a kerfuffle. Yes. Next time we have him on for ball cannon or whatever, <laughs> I got to ask him about this. Well, <laughs> is there a Halloween push from my front page store? That's usually around holidays where we, we get Ross appearances. Totally. Your mom needs something to put next to the chocolates when she's giving out to kids on Halloween. She's going to love this. I'm surprised not a... It was back to school time. Tell your teacher how much you love with my front page story. Totally. It might be a Rosh Hashanah, my front page yeah, story. Yeah, anything. Could be Yom Kippur. Got something else coming up, I'm Columbus, sure. Columbus Day? Right. Even though it's, we don't, you know. Indigenous Peoples Day? Yeah. Finally, my timeline this weekend was filled with college football. Texas's upset of Alabama. Week one of the NFL, the Wizard of Odds picks going haywire. Oh, and a Jackster an update. I don't know why, but I just get bombarded by people <laughs> when Stern does an update that I needed to hear. I have not heard this yet. This was from our news radio station in the building, 880 News Radio. Tanya, how excited are you for football season? I, I, after this painfully awful baseball season, which in my 26 years existing on planet Earth as a New York, I have never experienced. This is something new to me. We're both the Mets Everyone's and the, the Yankees are awful. Yeah. I'm just ready to move on to football at this I point. Agree. I'm going to close the blinds, grill some nice food, maybe pour a little bit of a adult beverage, relax and Hopefully there's a good outcome tomorrow with the Jets playing the Cowboys. I feel like if Gang Green loses um, and then the uh, Giants have a bad game as well, all of a sudden things are going to get really awful around here. So can only I have my fingers goals. crossed. I'm superstitious. I'm going to wear my pink hat while I'm watching the game, and we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, we can only hope the football season is better than the baseball season for New York fans. Fingers crossed. All right, Jack, thank you. For the record, that wasn't even an update. That was just crosstalk. <laughs> that was Jack hijacking. Oh, that's a good segment. Hijacking. <laughs> a good one. The number two news station in New York, an historical radio brand, and he just hijacked it on a Saturday morning to tell us nonsense about football. That was after his update, which most of the time it's your 60 seconds and you're out, you know, talked in 30 minutes. He did his update and then did that, whatever that was. Whatever that was, which was factually very incorrect. There was also that. As he said, the Jets play the Cowboys, the Giants, and double down on Gang Green. A tough game for Gang Green playing the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Again, the Giants played the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. And then kind of said, like, whoever the Giants are playing, which is, no, that's the Dallas Yeah. One. Let's go, Jets. And then, I mean, <laughs> there's so much in there. The, the, 
How long is that clip? That's a minute. He's going to close the blinds, then grill some food. Unfortunately, I don't think you can grill that much food inside <laughs> no. the house. You're going to have to go outside after the closing of the blinds. And I'm just glad you have your pink rally cat on. Thank goodness. Oh, what is he, Timmy Turner? Why? Why did we need to know about the pink cat? And I count, because I was also sent this by more than one person <laughs> Saturday morning. I think I count three times where that poor lady is trying to get in to <laughs> take the station back from Jack. And he just steamrolls her. I'm going to grill. <laughs> I got my hat. I got an adult beverage. She's just shouting her down. It's it's like Jerome Bettis. She, he's just bowling her over. <laughs> just... <laughs> Who was the poor dude in the Saints that got a Derrick Henry stiff arm yesterday? That's her. I mean, I could do an hour on this, and I won't, because I want to be respectful to our employer and the bosses that have requested perhaps <laughs> not spending so much time on things of this nature or people of this nature. But I just can't believe that a human being would be asked to perform a duty a 60-second sports update on a news radio station and decide I will now take an extra 45 seconds to discuss my 26 years on this earth, factually get the matchup incorrect, the only thing you're supposed to do, (laughs) what you're wearing, how you're cooking. Steamroll the anchor. And as she attempts to talk, Talk over her. You know, who am I to say? I'm certainly not the hirer here. I'm certainly not the employer here. I'm just a colleague of this update anchor. In many ways, I'm an equal and a peer. But uh, I, I would just, to me, I'd be like, enough is enough. We, we've enjoyed your time here, you know. Good luck. Well, let's make this about us for a second. What are we not doing <laughs> that we should be doing that we get away with since there apparently appears to be a free-for-all around here? Like, what should we just do? What, what can we do in that? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> we have pushed the envelope quite a bit. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> We're not exactly always coloring inside we... <laughs> the lines either. <laughs> should we plug something in somewhere and see if we can sort of fire? What do you want to do? Yeah, we've done all of it. All right. We've right. done all of it. <laughs> I just, if I was if I was the news director, I'd be furious at this. Well, well Saturday eight thirty. Hopefully, the news director is sleeping, and he or she doesn't know that happened well, yet. I'd be the anchor. I'd be like, we, yeah. we can't have this. <laughs> Whatever this is, I, I can't be trying to wrap up the segment. And the, and the sports guy keeps talking over me after the update. The update is over. The job is done. Get lost. <laughs> can you please get lost? Get lost. You know what? They can. I believe Bogus. They can from the news station, 880. They could close his mic. Right? Oh, yeah. Could she could just shut the, hit the button and he would just disappear. Well, start, start. maybe we're going to put is, that out of the playbook. Is and there start one using big it. button we can do that for the company? <laughs> we just hit the button and he disappears? <laughs> I don't think we have that technology yet. Let me ask Pete. Cap, can you build a big button where he disappears? <laughs> Could you just stand right here for one? Just one more step to your right. Oh, that's perfect. perfect. Uh, hold on tight. Perfect. And thanks for everything. Oh, Cap, you're, I'm just going to need your badge idea for one second. Oh, keep the pink hat. No, you can wear the keep. 
Keep that. <laughs> and all the Odyssey coins. They're all yours. <laughs> <laughs> the Odyssey oh, coins. Man. Instead of beaming somebody up, you would have to beam him down. Bogues has headlines. Uh, big question here, guys. If the Giants offense has to face the Cowboy defense on the season premiere of Sunday Night Football. Does it make a noise? Nope, it does not. Three giveaways, including a pick six. Daniel Jones sacked seven times, not a single point scored. We hold for ourselves early on, um, and our execution was poor throughout the game. Um, so, uh, you know, I got to I gotta make better decisions and, and put us in situations where we can be successful. That early hole, courtesy of a blocked field goal return for a touchdown and that pick six, the Cowboys cruising to a 40-zip route, the largest shutout ever in this head-to-head. Tony Pollard had the biggest offensive game for Dallas, running for two scores. The Jaguars did their damage on the ground in the fourth and Indy. Running play, this is ETN, tries to bounce it outside. He's got a little bit of room, 20, 15-yard line. Grab his ETN into the end zone. Touchdown, they have extended the lead. How good is that? 26-yard touchdown run. As heard on Jags Radio, Travis Etienne scoring scamper came after an interception, which came after Tank Bigsby's go-ahead rushing score. Jacksonville ending a five-game skid in Indy, 31-21. The Dodgers won the game, or the Dolphins won the game of the day, 36-34 over the Chargers in L.A. Two with those 466 yards and three scores. Bijan Robinson ran for 56 yards, caught a touchdown in the Falcons' 24-10 home win over the Panthers. Bryce Young debuting with two interceptions. And the Raiders spoiled Sean Payton's debut 17-16 in Denver. Vegas has won their last seven meetings. Week one ends with another primetime game in Jersey as Aaron Rodgers makes his Jets debut against the Bills. Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker is now on unpaid leave as a probe continues into allegations of sexual misconduct. Brenda Tracy, a well-known sexual assault awareness speaker, had met with the Spartans twice and was an honorary captain once for a spring game. She says Tucker eventually started sending her gifts, asked if she'd date him if he wasn't married, and acted inappropriately during one particular phone call. Tucker says he thought all of those things were This consensual. was all happening and he was married, too? Uh, yeah. And, Bugs, you just mentioned she's a, a sexual assault or rape survivor, right? Yes. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. She's imagine an advocate. The, imagine the worst thing that's ever happened to somebody, and then you're like, oh, yeah, hey, would you date me if I wasn't married? And he, and Well, she was brought in to talk to the team about it. Right. She, she's a paid consultant and advisor about sexual assault around college football, so she was brought in to discuss this with kids. And they brought her back, and then brought her back, so he's well aware of who she is, what's happened to her. And still thought it was okay. Right. So I, I can't make him guilty yet. It's still a he said, she said. But yeah, the, the context is is pretty eye-opening about it. And then we have Luis Rubiales stepping down yesterday as the president of the Spanish Soccer Federation. He is now facing criminal charges potentially after Jenny Armoso filed an official complaint with police last week over Rubiales grabbing her and kissing her. After the World Cup final and the San Francisco Giants beat the Rockies 6-3 last night. That's a three-game sweep. It gets them a game and a half behind Arizona for the last NL wild card. The D-backs were 5-2 losers at Wrigley yesterday. And Novak Djokovic, a straight-set win over Daniil Medvedev in the U.S. <laughs> Open final. That's 24 career majors for Djokovic. DA, back to you. I can't stop laughing over the, the cross talk. I can't stop. 
You know, in a lot of ways, I love Jack. I really do because you got to have so much confidence to to do that. You have to really blow through every professional stop sign to just to, to hijack the crosstalk there at a news talk station. So I give a lot of credit. I really do. When we come back on the show, what did Bama's loss tell us? DA, CBS Sports Radio. This is CBS. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us on this fine Monday. You can watch us on YouTube or on Twitch as well. Well, the loss by Alabama over the weekend at Texas taught us that you can't just count on Texas screwing up in a big spot anymore, which was their signature for many, many years. They might still do it this year. They might still collapse themselves out of a Big 12 championship or a college football playoff berth, but you can't count on it because they delivered the goods on Saturday. But what we do know is that Alabama has fallen from the ranks of the elite. They are not an elite great program as it stands right now. That quarterback display by Milrow was pretty pathetic all night long. That secondary was toasted multiple times by Texas wide receivers. And the Longhorns were the aggressor all night. On the road in Tuscaloosa, that has not happened in a long time, where a team comes there and punches Bama in the mouth, and Bama can't respond. There's been toe-to-toe battles like the Burrow battle a couple of years ago, the LSU win, but you don't go to Bryant-Denny, punch him in the mouth, and Bama doesn't respond. And that's what happened. I mean, Bama just had a tough time the entire night getting anything going. And I watched that game and said, this is just a new Alabama. This is what Alabama was last year, and we thought that they would rectify it this year, and they didn't. They're not a better version of themselves this year than they were last year. They have taken a step down. They have. They have taken a step down. That was evidence. That is clear. They could still win nine or ten games. Wouldn't be surprised, you know, if this is a 10-win Bama squad. But in terms of they are the barometer that you chase, they're one of the two or three elite teams, and very few can beat them. You can't say that about Alabama anymore after Saturday night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.